Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in Better Than Ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pins All Performance Line. Ryan Clark with me in a minute. They're playing football this afternoon. The game is officially on. Steelers-Ravens, 340 Eastern Time. Kind of like the Pinstripe Bowl. And they're moving it up because of the lighting of the Christmas tree. But if you heard me in our first hour today, you know I'm not critical of any of it. I think it's fabulous that they're playing. And frankly, I'm tired of hearing people say they shouldn't. Um, So I have that. I have unsolicited advice for one of the biggest college football teams in America that we will do here. They need to hear this from me in one way or the other. We have basketball news in a minute, but I have to start this hour the same way I started yesterday, but more briefly, simply by saying a huge thank you. Because it's you who did this. Yesterday, it was my great privilege, along with the rest of us at ESPN Radio, to kick off V-Week. The big auction day, the ESPN Radio auction, was always something that Mike and I looked forward to over the years, and it was something that we traditionally would kick off every year, raising money for the V Foundation. And yesterday, because of these circumstances, everything got changed this year, but we had the opportunity to kick off V-Week at ESPN Radio And they told me before we went on the air what the goal was. A goal had been set for how much money we were hoping to raise that day, yesterday. And I got an email late in the show that I didn't see till after we had finished. But an email came to me during the show that said, Greeny, they've doubled the goal. They've now taken what the goal was and they've doubled it because of the way the money is coming in. And in, in the end, we wound up more than doubling what had originally been hoped for. And that's exclusively because of you. That's exclusively because you chose to join with us in this fight. I said it yesterday. I've been here 24 years at ESPN. The best thing we do by far, the thing that I know brings me by far the most pride in the letters ESPN is the V Foundation. And the fact that you chose during this pandemic, during these beyond trying times and circumstances to help us in any way you could in this fight against cancer that obviously affects all of us the same I'm endlessly grateful, and I say that on behalf of all of us at ESPN and everyone at the V Foundation, and again, with a promise, because I know these people well, 100 cents of every dollar you donate will go right where you want it to go. It will go directly towards fighting cancer. So again, my endless thanks. Ryan Clark will join us in a few minutes, but very quickly, I insist that we talk about basketball. Greedy Insist is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And the reason I insist we talk about basketball is because there has been a significant signing. The greatest player in the world now has a new deal. LeBron James has signed a two-year contract extension with the Lakers, his agent announced, worth $85 million. So I'm just jotting down what notes I can for you here. Two for 85 for LeBron. That will take him through his age 36 and 37 seasons. He will turn 36 this December. Well, this is December. What am I talking about? So he will turn 36 soon. This is his age 36 season, and then it'll take him through his age 37 season. That will be his 20th year in the NBA. And we know his stated goal has been to try to play someday with his son, Bronny. His son is uh, scheduled to graduate from high school in the year 2023. He is the class of 23. So if the rules change by then and there is no more like minimum age in the NBA, the whole one and done thing that I think is going away, then in theory, in the 23-24 season, LeBron would be a free agent and he could go play with Bronny someplace. They could play together if LeBron wanted to play his 21st season, if it all were to go that way. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. What actually matters here is that LeBron is under contract, not a surprise. 
He and Anthony Davis will run it back in Los Angeles. They've added pieces. They've added Montrez Harrell. They've added, added Schroeder from Oklahoma City. They've added uh, Marcus Gasol. And they go into the season as a significant favorite to win another NBA championship. And again, at the risk of getting ahead of myself, that would be five for LeBron. And we all know what that would mean, what that would start to mean. Um, but so he's got that going for him. And now he's got, what, $42.5 million a year going for him as well. And I look, I have zero issue with the money. There's no amount of money he isn't worth. None. If you could just attach a value to players, to whatever it is they actually are worth both financially and competitively, NBA stars and quarterbacks would be by far the most valuable. They are all underpaid. If there were no salary cap in football, then imagine how much money Patrick Mahomes, he's getting paid half a billion dollars with a salary cap. Imagine how much money Patrick Mahomes could get in a sport that had no salary cap and in which he was an unrestricted free agent. How much money is LeBron James actually worth to a team, to a league? It's kind of hard to calculate. So LeBron James, every penny that he gets, I'm good with. No problem whatsoever. And we'll see if he winds up, um, if he winds up putting another championship or two on the mantle while he's there. But two more years, $85 million for LeBron, 36 and 37 age seasons. It'll be 20 years in the NBA by the time he's done with this extension. And we'll see how it goes. That's where this hour begins. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm being told that Ryan Clark is going to be a couple of minutes. We'll have him in just a few. So I I think I want to make this point again. The game is being played today. We got confirmation of that in the last half hour. Steelers-Ravens, 345. 340, excuse me, today. In a game that was originally scheduled to be played last Thursday, then it became Sunday. Now it's going to be this afternoon. And is the situation perfect? Of course not. Of course not. Will it be the most competitive game or the prettiest to watch that we've ever seen? Probably not. I don't know what to expect. They are rivals, and the circumstances are ridiculous. In fact, I saw a great tweet. I'd love to give credit where it was due. It was just someone on my timeline. I forget who, and I didn't write it down, and then I got sidetracked by the LeBron stuff. So I apologize that I can't give credit where it's due, but someone did tweet, RG3 throwing a touchdown to Des Bryant on a Wednesday would be the most 2020 thing that could possibly happen in sports, and I think that's about right. RG3 is going to be the quarterback for the Ravens today. Des Bryant is suited up for Baltimore, and they are playing on a Wednesday. It's just the second Wednesday game in the Super Bowl era. The first one was scheduled around the Democratic National Convention. This one is being scheduled because of a pandemic. So they're going to play the game today. And I'm becoming a little frustrated. Again, I I consider myself, I pride myself, in fact, in an industry and an era filled with closed-minded people, which is to say people who just have their own opinions and they are rigid about them and they will not listen to any contrary thought. I I pride myself on being an open-minded person. But for the life of me, I cannot understand the people who are saying, oh, just cancel it. Oh, the the games are starting. they're, They're having trouble. Some might get canceled. They won't be able to play everything. This, that, and the other. Just cancel it. Just stop playing until we can come out the other side of this. And I really don't get it. Like, I try to view everything through the prism of who's being helped and who's being harmed. What is the benefit? What is the profit? What is the loss? What is the benefit? What is the the gain? And so I don't see anyone who benefits from them stopping. 
There should be one hard, fast rule in this, and one only. And that is, is anyone's health or safety being jeopardized? And if the answer to that question is no, if no one is perceptibly less safe through the pandemic, and again, everyone who wanted to opt out had the right to do so, and and I, I presume did. But so long as the safety and health of people are not being jeopardized, for the life of me, I don't understand the people who seem to have formed a cottage industry out of saying they should just stop playing. I don't get it. And I don't want to cast aspersions, but I think at least part of it comes from just a place of crankiness. I'm unhappy, so I want others to be unhappy. I'm going to voice my unhappiness in, in ways that I know are going to make other people aggravated. Again, and I don't mean to cast with a, bad, a, a broad brush here. Maybe you have a completely legitimate reason, and I'd love to hear it from you. You can tweet at me. Use the hashtag Greeny with a Y. If you genuinely believe they should just stop playing, and you have a reason beyond, I'm not happy with it, I'd like to hear what it is. Because otherwise, I think what they've done is Herculean. I think what they've done is extraordinary. They're putting on a football season in a pandemic. And after today, they will have played every game on the schedule. There's not a single game that was supposed to be played that will not have been. And we're three quarters of the way to the end. If someone had said at the beginning they would get here, I would have told you you were nuts. They'll never do that. So when you think about the extraordinary sacrifice that has been made by so many people to get us to this place, I sit in awe and applaud it. And for the life of me, don't understand the people who don't want to see it continue. All right. One of the people who I know is happy to see it continue is my friend, Ryan Clark, who joins me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Shell, V-Power, Nitro Plus, Premium Gas. RC, it is official. The game is on today. Steelers-Ravens. And so let's look at it this way. The fact that it's a rivalry game, the fact that there is so much at stake for the Ravens who are on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, the fact that these teams know each other as well as they do, and the fact that the circumstances have been so ridiculous that everyone is thrown completely off their regular routine. Should those give anyone any hope that the undermanned Ravens will be able to make this a competitive game today against unbeaten Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, you actually should have, have a little hope. When you look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers do well, it's it's move the ball on the outside with their wide receivers offensively. They're still tight in the secondary. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, um, if you think about Gus Edwards and his rushing attack against the Steelers last year in the very last game, he rushed for over 100 yards. RG3 was able to rush well. And so, like, they can keep the ball away. They can move the ball on the ground and do their best to keep this game tight and hope that you can spring a big play at some times, whether it's defensively or offensively. Like, it's, it's still an NFL team. And we've seen very good teams or good teams lose to bad teams before. I think the thing that stacked, that stacked up against the Ravens is it being a robbery and them understanding who, who they're playing, how important this game is. But there's definitely still enough left on the Ravens' sideline to make this competitive. RC, you know, one of the things that I think that's happening as a result of this great season the Steelers are having that makes me happy is that I think Mike Tomlin is getting a lot more attention for how great of a coach he is than he has traditionally gotten. I think it was you who made the point on the show a couple of weeks ago that the, the specter of Belichick and what the Steelers have, I mean, excuse me, what the Patriots have accomplished has sort of made everything else pale by comparison. And as a result, maybe Tomlin has suffered for that. But you played for him, and I know how much you love him. I think he's getting a lot of his due this year, and that makes me feel good. No, I'm absolutely with you, Greeny. I think it's just so hard, right? We're so skewed by the Patriots. We, we often say things, you know, like, look at what this guy did with the Patriots, or look at how Bill Belichick did this and made this decision. 
but you can't compare everybody to the Patriots. What I always say is it's 31 organizations in the NFL in the last two decades, and then it's New England Patriots. And so you kind of have to take everything from that. Look how much Coach Tomlin has won compared to the other 30 coaches. Look how much the Pittsburgh Steelers have been relevant compared to the other 30 teams. And that's what you really have to look at. And I think finally, with this team being undefeated, and I think more so, Greeny, because they were 8-8 last year without their starting quarterback, and two quarterbacks that we all looked at and could see from outside looking in weren't very good, it started to show his worth. It started to show how he can keep the team motivated, but also the X's and O's be used in a way or utilized in a way where that team is constantly competitive. And having this year has been great for him, but he has to finish because I still believe if the Steelers falter down the stretch and maybe lose two or lose three games with the way that he's been treated or the way that he's been looked at, that he probably still wouldn't get an opportunity to win coach of the year. You know, I, I know how much you care for him, and I know that you obviously you know him really well. How much does that stuff matter to Mike Tomlin? The recognition, the accolades, the um, the, the the recognition. How, how much does that matter to him? You know, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think it matters to him initially. Like you, you ever know, Greeny, how how something happens, or you, you're presented with an opportunity that you never knew you wanted that you weren't actually looking for, you weren't, you weren't actually working for, and then you get it, and you're like, man, I've kind of been working for this my whole life. Mm. It was the same way for me when Pittsburgh Steelers voted me a captain. I had never thought about it. There was never a captain's vote where I thought, you know, hey, I should vote for myself or I should be the captain. But I remember when I was voted captain, and I said, man, this is what I've been working for. It wasn't the Super Bowls all the time. It wasn't the Pro Bowl. It was for the respect of my peers. Mm. And so I know it doesn't matter to Coach Tomlin as much as a Lombardi, or it doesn't matter you know, as much as winning football games. But to be recognized for your craft, to have put your life into working towards something and, achieve, and achieving it, I think it will matter to him. It's not why he works every day, but you know as well as I know, Greeny, it's good to hear that you've done a good job. It's good to hear that you've accomplished things that other people couldn't or that other people didn't think you could. And I think that will be huge for Coach Tomlin. Yeah, I hope it happens. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Ryan Clark is with me on the Shell Penzo Performance Line. Now, you had great stuff this morning that I wanted to get into here about how players come to a point in their career, and you said it happened for you yourself, where your body just has no more hits left to give, or perhaps in some cases to take. You were the one giving the hits. The quarterbacks are usually the ones taking them. And and we were using this in the context of Tom Brady, who looks like he may just he miss, may not want to get hit anymore. And that's not a criticism. He's 43 years old. But players get to that point. And, and maybe that's part of what we're seeing in Brady. It's something that we saw maybe in Eli Manning the last couple of years. Players just get to a point and they're like, I don't want to get hit anymore. You do. You know, and, and it's crazy. Like, you look at somebody like Adrian Peterson, he may be the one, one of the few people that I've seen that may not ever get to that point. <laughs> that dude's going to try to run the football when he's 45. Um, but when you look at Tom Brady and some of the throws that he made, we can just go as recently as the Kansas City game. Yes, it was a good rush by Tyron Matthew, but it's not a situation where you're going to get killed or you're going to get smashed. You could take the hit instead of throwing the ball into coverage. He throws the ball, tries to get out of the way of getting hit. It's an interception. On the tipped interception that Tyron Matthew actually ends up intercepting or, or corralling, he's throwing the ball, turning away, but there actually isn't any pressure. Now, are they bringing pressure? Yes, and he recognized it. But he's so scared and trying to get the ball out of his hands so fast, he throws the ball into the D-tackle's helmet. And I just remember, and I was talking to Zach when we were doing the call, 
I remember I was thinking about retiring in my last year, and we played the Philadelphia Eagles in the second to last week, and I had 20 tackles. I remember Coach Tomlin calls me after the game and said they all stayed, because I was in Washington, they all stayed after dinner to continue watching because I was playing so well and I was hitting so much. And I remember walking off the field after that game saying, I can't do that no more. Mm. And we played Dallas the next week. Uh, and I play. I played hard. I did all I could, and it just it just wasn't working. It just didn't feel the same. And I remember walking off the field very slowly, saying to myself, "I know for a fact this is the last time I'm walking off the field because I can't go do that every single week." Mm-hmm. Now, Tom Brady can still throw from a clean pocket. He can still do all of those things from a technical standpoint. He can still muscle the ball down the field. But watch him, Greeny. Every time there's pressure on him, he has trouble. It's zero in, in his pressure moments. It's zero touchdowns, five interceptions. Under pressure, it's a it's a rating that's below forty. And if you threw every ball away while getting pressured, it would at least be forty. And those numbers are telling. He's thrown from a clean pocket more than anybody in this league. If you get pressure on Tom Brady now, he's no good. When there was at one point in our lives, because I remember this, as you always say, Greeny, I'm old enough to remember hmm. when the Pittsburgh Steelers had to change everything we did in the blitz package just to beat Tom Brady one time because he was so good when we brought pressure. What was it like going against him in his best? Like, I, I'm always fascinated by this stuff. I, I've gotten to know, and I think sometimes our audience now has gotten to know you so well and some of the others who appear with us regularly so well that sometimes you forget that you guys aren't just guys who talk on TV about football and know a lot about it, but you actually played against these guys. Like, What was it like going up against Brady at his best? You know, you know, going up against Tom Brady was like playing a chess match against someone you couldn't win. He always had the answer, Greeny, and when you play with Dick LeBeau, you walk into every stadium saying, you know what, I know, I'm, I know we are smarter than the team we're facing. I know that we can do what we do each and every week, and he'll dial up the right play. We'll have it at the right time. Troy Palomalu is so good. James Harris is so good that we can overpower you. We can almost give you the playbook, and you can't beat us. Tom Brady beat us every time. Mm. It, was almost, it was almost a feeling of mental helplessness. And what I mean by that is, is I'm standing across from Wes Welker, Greeny. I'm not scared of him. You know what I mean? I'm standing across from players, Deion Branch, and you're standing across from running backs, the barbers, that you know you're better than, that don't put fear in your heart. But they got a quarterback that you just can't figure out. That every place you aren't, that's where he is. And if you are there, the ball isn't. And that's what we faced every time we faced Tom Brady. Truly, to me, mentally, the most dominant quarterback I ever played. I played against Peyton Manning. It, it didn't make me nervous. It wasn't that same type of, at least to me, it wasn't that same type of technician when he played against us. But Tom Brady was always one step ahead. Fantastic. Final thought for you, Ryan, because it came up and was very relevant on our Culture Wednesday program this morning. <clears throat> Sugar Hill Gang, a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up, Greeny. Thumbs up. And, 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 you know, Dom, if you haven't learned anything about Dom, is he's a contrarian, Greeny. And because we all loved it, he couldn't love it this morning. That's exactly right. I mean, he, he, he basically threw the ultimate insult at it, which is he said, that's Greeny rap. And, and, but the truth of the matter <laughs> it is, that was released the year you were born, but I was there. I was, I was listening to it then. You, you need some hip-hop lyrics from 1979. I'm your man. Uh, anyway... <laughs> R.C., enjoy the game today, my friend. Thank you. I'll see you Friday. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. The best. R.C., uh, with me here. We had that fun this morning. Desmond Howard is on with us, and he always puts an album behind him. 
And one week it was um, it was Michael Jackson off the wall. And we, it turned into a lengthy debate. And I said it then and I'll say it again. Off the Wall is Michael Jackson's best album, including Thriller and Bad and any of the rest of them. And then today he had Sugar Hill and Gang up there. And Dominique is ripping Sugar Hill Gang as though that's not. And, and I'm listen, that, that, I'm taking that personally. So that turned into a fun conversation this morning. The conversation takes a turn towards you next. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll play What Do You Want to Know? Your turn to ask your questions about sports. I'll do my best to answer right after this. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny with you at half past the hour, reminding you it is V-Week. And during these challenging times, ESPN and the V-Foundation's fight against cancer not only hasn't stopped, but it's more important than ever. If you are able, in any way you are able, please support cancer research by visiting v.org slash donate. 100% of every donation goes directly to fighting cancer. I, I said it earlier, we more than doubled the goal they had set for us yesterday, and that is because of your support, and I'm endlessly grateful. I'm coming to the phones in just a minute here, but let me quickly give you a couple of other things. I got some more numbers on LeBron. Let's make these fascinating stats brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It is a two-year extension for LeBron, so he's now tied to the Lakers for three more seasons this coming year, he makes $39 million. Then the extension, which is an $85 million extension, it'll be 41 and change the first year, 44 and change the second. That'll be his 20th season in the NBA. If he goes that far, it'll be his age 37 season. If he gets there, he averaged 25 points, 10 assists, and eight boards last year, was second in MVP and should have been the MVP of the league. So again, LeBron James, no surprise, contract extension in L.A. They're putting the band back together again there with him and Anthony Davis. They're adding pieces like Schroeder and Gasol and Harrell. And so the Lakers will enter this season, particularly with the terrible injury 
to Clay Thompson, they will enter this season as a significant favorite to win another championship. All right, let me read you this one tweet that I thought was really interesting, and then I'm coming to the calls. I promise those of you, if you're on hold, I promise I'm coming. But I said earlier, let me hear the people who believe that these games should be canceled now during this pandemic. I consider myself an open-minded person. Tell me why. Tell me why. And I, I invited you to tweet me using the hashtag Greeny with a Y. And I got this one from SportsGeek23, who tweets, My sister is a person who doesn't think sports should be played right now. She thinks the NFL and college aren't handling it well and need to prevent spread to everyone. Let, let, let me make this as clear as I can, because it is certainly possible people aren't following this closely. The absolute opposite of that is true. What they have done, the, the, the painstaking care that has been shown on, on the part of all of these sports leagues to figure out ways not to spread the coronavirus has been inspirational. It's been magnificent. If everyone had been doing this the way they've been doing it, managing to put together an entire professional sports season and have as little viral spread as they have had, if everyone had done that, we would be in a lot better place than we are right now. So I wouldn't use the NFL as an example of where things are going wrong when it comes to preventing the spread of the coronavirus. They've got it a hell of a lot more right than the rest of us do. So I, I, I want to make sure for whoever tweeted that and all of you can, if anyone says that to you, you can feel free to respond and tell them I said so. They've done an extraordinary job without a bubble. The NBA and the NHL threw billions of dollars at this problem by putting together these bubbles, and they did it brilliantly, magnificent. The football players have just done it the old-fashioned way. So I give them all the credit in the world, and, and they deserve it, and they have done a far better job than the rest of our society at preventing this. All right, now let's come to the phones. Again, 888-SAY-ESPN. The game is called What Do You Want to Know? I just want to hear your sports questions, and I'll do my best to answer them for you as we appear with you together here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's start with Michael. Michael, you're first up on ESPN Radio. Michael, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, how are you doing? Good. Good. So real quick, play the game or agree with you. Um, Second, this has been bothering me, but I think – there could be a possible trade with the Cowboys trading an unsigned Dak Prescott wanting a lot of money to Philadelphia Hmm. for Carson Wentz and throw in maybe Michael Gallup in that trade. What? Because Carson Wentz is already (laughs) signed, and you know what that dollar amount is? What is going on here? That's Bubba yelling at you. Who's a you want to give him C.D. Lamb, too? Michael, it's a fun call. Thank you very much. Why don't you just give him the whole stadium? Everything in the world is wrong with it, though, Michael. Um, among the fact, you, you can't trade an unsigned player, so they, they can't trade Dak Prescott without signing him to a contract. Dak and Gallup for Wentz? And then the other part of this is, yes, uh, Dak straight up for Wentz, you would be out of your mind. If there's one thing that has been made abundantly clear, Dak Prescott is a much, much better player than Carson Wentz. Not even close at this point. Um, and that doesn't mean that Wentz can't get better. But right now, you're asking me Dak or Carson Wentz. It's not even close. It's Prescott. All right, let's keep this thing rolling here. Dr. Pepper, call in line. David, you're next. David, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, I love your show. Thank you. Hey, Baker Mayfield, I need your take on Baker Mayfield. I'm a lifelong Browns fan. I love Baker Mayfield, but he has been struggling. Now, in college, this dude looked so confident. He was sharp. He was accurate. 
What do you say is going to happen with Baker Mayfield? Is I think he Baker grow into a decent quarterback. What do you see? Well, I mean, you know, he was the first pick in the draft. I don't think a decent quarterback is what you're hoping when you have the first pick in the draft. So Baker Mayfield, I think, is not ever going to be that guy. Baker Mayfield, I think, can be something we talked about earlier. A guy who, if everything else is right around him, is good enough to win with. And right now, things are really good around him in Cleveland, including the coach, Kevin Stefanski, who I think deserves consideration for coach of the year. I would give it to Tomlin, but Stefanski has done an outstanding job. And they've got great pieces in place and a great running game. Candidly, there aren't too many reasonable NFL quarterbacks who I don't think could succeed with that running game, the way they run it with that two-headed monster in that offensive line. Mayfield passed this past week in that game against Jacksonville. If you watch it, he missed on some big opportunities, easy throws that he missed on. I know his numbers look good, but if you watch the game, there were moments that left you shaking your head. And frankly, that'll catch up to him against good teams. It's one thing to hold off Jacksonville by two. It's another thing to have to try and win a playoff game that way. So Mayfield has certainly had a better season than he did last year. But am I sold that he's the quarterback for the next decade for Cleveland? I'm not. I'm interested to see what the Browns think and what the Browns fans think. Next up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line is Jamel. Jamel, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you want to know? Hey, Greeny. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, I was just uh, listening to you about uh, Mike Tomlin with the Coach of the Year uh, uh, debate going on. I was just curious. I'm a huge San Francisco 49ers fan, and by some far chance, if Kyle Shanahan gets the team back to the Super Bowl, do you think he deserves Coach of the Year? Well, if this team goes to the Super Bowl, he deserves Coach of the Millennium because they not only have they been – decimated and devastated by injury right off the bat, but now they've had to move out of their home for a minimum of three weeks, in case anyone hasn't seen this story, because Santa Clara County um, changed the protocol rules to where they the, the 49ers can't even practice there. They've moved to Glendale, Arizona. They're practicing somewhere in that area, and they're going to play two home games in Arizona, in, in, in the home of the Cardinals. So there, these are extraordinary circumstances. And the reality is what they're going to have to figure out in San Francisco, because he's a great coach. Give Tomlin the coach of the year this year. This isn't the 49ers year. They'll be back. They've got great young players. The question is, who's their quarterback going to be? Do they believe Garoppolo is the guy to take them back to the big game and get them over the top? It'll be interesting to see what they think. Shanahan's an outstanding coach. Outstanding. Time for one more. Seth, you're on ESPN Radio. Seth, what do you want to know? What's going on, Greeny? I just got to say one thing about that, that Cowboys take. That's bonkers. Yeah. Um, and my question is about the ACC. So it, it came out yesterday that Notre Dame clinched the spot with all of the schedule changes. Why and how? I, I missed. I, I couldn't fully understand the question. Baba, help me. Was he saying what happened with Notre Dame and the ACC yesterday? We covered that earlier with Paul. I didn't fully Why understand. Why does Notre Dame deserve to be in the ACC championship game? Why do they deserve to be in the ACC championship game? Because they're playing in the ACC this year. They're unbeaten and they beat Clemson. It's uh, pretty simple. Um, if you just look up the way sports are generally structured, they're in the ACC championship game. I applaud the ACC for what they did yesterday. Get all the, in this season of all seasons, they've played enough. Get all the obstructions out of the way. Play the games that matter and get on with it. I think they've done a fantastic job. And Notre Dame obviously completely deserves to be there. They've had a terrific year. They beat Clemson. Ian Book has had a, is a much better quarterback than I think he generally gets credit for. Actually, Kelly is a better coach than he generally gets credit for. And I think if they, in the ACC championship game, if they lose a close game to Trevor Lawrence, I think they get in the Final Four anyway. 
I think they're one of the four teams at the end, even if they lose that game, if they lose it close. If they get blown out, maybe not. All right, thank you for the calls. Again, I appreciate it, as always. We'll try and do that as close to every day as we possibly can so that we can continue the conversation. But coming up next, I have sort of an outside-the-box coaching candidate that I think you might want to consider. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Uh, I've got this. Apparently, um, as we speak, Roger Goodell is having a conference call with reporters as they announce that the game today is on. Again, Ravens-Steelers will be played. They kick off about two hours from now. All Ravens tests came back negative this morning. And apparently in the call, Goodell says the league has been discussing for weeks options for the postseason, what changes may need to be made. He said all the options are on the table to make sure we do it safely, correctly, and recognizing the unique nature of the postseason versus the regular season. I, for one, will be interested to see if they go to some kind of bubble for the playoffs But he did stress, again, that games are not going to be moved or delayed or postponed or canceled because of competitive disadvantage. This is all being done around safety protocols. And once again, I'm not an apologist. Uh, There's been a million things they've gotten wrong, in my opinion, and I'm more than comfortable saying so. I think they've gotten this one exactly right. And I think they've done remarkably well to get to where they are. And I'm looking forward to watching the game today. Okay, let me tell you, I I, I was telling you about a sneaky, interesting coaching candidate for next season and his name came to my mind when I was listening to the press conference that Doug Peterson the coach of the Eagles was having and he was asked after their loss on Monday the worst question any NFL head coach can be asked do you feel like you're you know the way that things are going that your your job is in jeopardy um, you know at least following this season you know listen it really doesn't matter what he says you know listen what at the end of the day there's no way to answer that question. Do you think you're going to get fired eventually? The reality is that when you're an NFL head coach, that's your lot in life. Unless you're Bill Belichick, you're going to get fired someday. And But once you've been asked that question, A, I, I, I don't even bother listening to the answer. And I, I don't hold against the coach anything he says in response. Because what's the right answer to that? Do you think you're going to get fired? How the heck do I know? I'm just trying to figure out a way to get through today and this weekend. So all that is fine. But it does occur to me, Doug Peterson is a guy who won the Super Bowl three years ago. 
three years ago. There are two coaches who've won the Super Bowl more recently than him. So the question becomes, what happens now? The two coaches, by the way, who've won more recently than him are, are, are Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. So if Doug Peterson is fired in Philadelphia, does he become, particularly with his background in offense, with a Super Bowl trophy on his mantle, and with the plausible deniability of the injuries around me and my football team this year were so horrifically bad that no one could have done more than I did. And oh, by the way, Wentz isn't all that good. I won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Look at Nick Foles now playing under the genius in Chicago. So the question becomes, does Doug Peterson, if he is let go in Philly, which I think is a real possibility because it just feels like they need to do something to change the mojo there and changing the quarterback is not an option. You can't just run it back with those two guys, I don't think. So I I believe if it weren't contractually prohibitive, I think they would keep the coach and change the quarterback, but they can't. Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback week one of 2021 in Philly. So if Peterson does go, is he an interesting option for teams that will have new quarterbacks and and have a Super Bowl? He has a Super Bowl pedigree. He's his former quarterback himself. He developed Wentz pretty well at the start as a rookie immediately based on injury and other things. So there's something interesting about that possibility. Does he become someone? Because we sit here and we think, oh, all these jobs are going to be so deli- so incredibly desirable. Do you realize how many coaching vacancies it feels like there are going to be in the NFL? There are already three. Let's say the Jets becomes four. Does Jacksonville become five? Does Chicago become six? There's always a surprise you don't see along the way. Again, in my hypothetical, maybe Philadelphia becomes seven. The Chargers Are we looking at a quarter of the league turning over their coaches this offseason? Feels possible to me. So not everyone can get Nick Saban, right? Not everyone can get Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy is going to be the guy everybody wants. There's only one of him. Just like there's only one Trevor Lawrence, there's only one Eric Bieniemy. He's going to be a head coach somewhere next year, but only one place. So there are going to be a lot of other places. Mike McCarthy was a retread who had a lot of interest because he had a Super Bowl championship. Has Doug Peterson been as good a coach as Mike McCarthy was? He hasn't been as coach as a coach as long. He's won a bunch of games. He didn't have Aaron Rodgers. How much do you want to blame what's happened to Carson Wentz on him? It's an interesting question. But I do think he becomes a fairly interesting candidate for a lot of other vacancies if he does wind up getting let go. And frankly, for his sake, if you were to start looking at the vacancies and put the Eagles on the list, they'd be way low. So maybe it would be the best thing for everybody. We'll see, one way or another. Enjoy the game this afternoon. I know I'm going to. And I'll see you tomorrow morning on ESPN and then back here to talk about it again on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.